Kane and Collective. Y'all know what time it is, baby. It's Kane O'Clock. Special guest on today's episode, the illustrious Trash Mechanic. What's up, TM? Yo, what's going on, Kane? I'm glad to be on the Kane and Collective show, man. What's, what's good with you? Ah, can't call it, man. It's been a little while. Yeah. Been a little while. But you're busy. But you've been busy. That gives us plenty of time to have this conversation. We had a podcast that you had uh, co-hosted with me a while ago where we spoke. I believe we had talked about two brothers that had went down to Columbia and they got robbed. Yeah, and, and they, they needed GoFundMe to get home. <laughs> yeah, they needed to do a GoFundMe to get home. Shout out to the dusty dudes that don't plan properly. Proper planning <laughs> prevents piss poor performance. You can tell we old, but we smart with it. That's why we're the age we are. Exactly. So I got a so I got a couple of questions for you, but um, I got an article by Sandra Rose. I'm gonna just do a brief synopsis of a couple of things, and then I got a few questions for you, sir. Once again, want to thank you for joining me on the pod. It's been way too long, man. It's been way too long. I know. Anytime, man. Anytime. As long as I got time, like, we could jump on and, you know, do a segment. So I'm just glad to be here. All right. So let's go ahead and jump off this cliff. This is an article by Sandra Rose. Link will be included in the description. We got eight passport bros killed in Colombia in the past three months. Now, really quick. Somebody like you, you're an international traveler. You've traveled a lot of places. Have you ever traveled by yourself? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I travel by myself a lot. Um, well, the key thing is to, to just kind of know your surroundings and do your research before you go. Like I said, I'm, I'm the type of person, I like to mingle with the local people and stuff like that. But at the same time, you, you, you still got to be, you know, aware of your surroundings. Because a lot of these places that you go to, you know, the locals try to they tend to befriend you and especially some of the poorer countries um, they'll befriend you because they want to actually get something from you okay um, okay so and the main thing the main thing is money and you know what what uh what's one of the things that make a man parts with his money women exactly <laughs> exactly then that's that's probably the number one thing right there so um, usually a woman will, will, will set a guy up every single time. And, and it, no matter where in the world you go, this is what happens. You know, women set men up and then they get killed. And even the women kill the men themselves just to, to, to steal a wallet, steal a watch or, or whatever, you know, they think is valuable. So, but there's, there's nothing wrong with traveling by yourself, but you just have to be aware of your surroundings. Um, I did a little bit of research on it, and you know, some of those guys actually died in their hotel rooms. You know, yes. and some some of the hotel rooms were luxury hotel rooms. So, how is that possible that these people feel so confident that they could just, you know, in a luxury hotel, you 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 think you got security, and you know, I think that what those that's what those guys were banking on. But the minute you fall asleep or you know, they put something in your drink and, you know, they, they uh, uh, knock you out. Then what? You're taking advantage of. Whether it's just being robbed or, or killed, you know? Exactly. Now, me being in a similar situation, I've traveled all around the world. I've traveled by myself pretty much exclusively. And... I'm similar to you. I like being around the locals. Let me get the local food before I go to some of these restaurants. Let me just be amongst the people. And one mm -hmm. thing that I've noticed is that I got to move a certain type of way. I got to carry myself a certain type of way. I will never pull out my iPhone. I had an Android. I didn't care if anybody stole it or not. I had no pertinent inf information on it to where I could have somebody hack into my accounts and start messing with my money. I wouldn't wear any type of fancy watches. I wouldn't wear Jordans or nothing like that. I'm walking around in shorts and a pair of Chuck Taylors, just chilling, trying to blend in for as much mm -hmm. as that's worth, depending on what country I'm in. A lot of the times you you may be able to blend in, but because of the way we dress, it's different. And then as soon as we start talking, people can tell you're not from around these parts. Exactly. Yeah, that's so what I, I, I think no. a lot of them get it, get it misconstrued, man. It, and and to feel comfortable because you, you know, whether you pay for sex or whatever, you have a woman come to your room, 
you know, after you finish me, she she has to go because you don't want to fall asleep with somebody that you just met. And you know what I'm saying? And thinking that that's okay. Exactly. You got to be careful on how you move. And some of these guys, I don't think they've really done any type of traveling, at least not to, to the extent that you have or that I have to where they haven't had a chance to learn how different countries work, how different people in the countries work. I don't think they've had a, much of an understanding. And now some of these guys regrettably will never have another chance at it. Exactly, man. Exactly. And uh, I learned that some of them, um, they actually got caught up on the dating app because now when you, when you uh, go on a dating app, it, it's just like anything else you have, you know, whether the girl has a pimp or, you know, a boyfriend or something like that, they just come in and rob you. They, they, you know what I mean? That's their main goal. Some of these guys don't care if the girl go out and have sex. As long as they come back with X amount of dollars or they, they set, set the guy up to get robbed. You know? Right. And a lot of these guys don't look at that because you, in a foreign country, on their app that you probably nine times out of ten know nothing about because, you know, what's the validity of the reviews? You know what I mean? You don't, you don't know. Because you're not in that country full time, so um, you go and download an app, and then the app is what gets you killed. I mean, how sorry is that? You know. So. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I think I think part of the part of that is the whole movement thing that you know these guys came up with. You know, calling themselves the Passport Bros. No, now so that's an attraction for for foreigners. You know, because now they're looking out for you. These people seeing all these videos on YouTube and say, well, these guys are so gullible, we can't get them. You know? And, I mean, I guarantee you the 90% of those murders are going to go unsolved. I can almost yes. guarantee you that. Yeah, yes. I can almost guarantee you that. Because what, what you know, and some of the stats show is that the local... Uh, the murders locally are down, but as far as tourists that in Colombia, you know, Medellin or wherever, um, the the tourists the tourist murders are up significantly. So it just shows that now, you know, that they're being a target. So and and the part of the thing is. A lot of the white guys go down there, Chinese guys, you know, a lot of different nationalities go to these countries for the women. And, you know, who who are getting killed? It's going to be the people that's foreign to that country. It is. But if you look at the stats, it's mostly black guys that got killed within that three months. Yeah, there was one Chinese guy that got killed. But as you were stating, when you go down to Colombia, there are certain places that a lot of the passport bros will go frequent. They love going to Medellin and they love going to Cartagena. And you have to understand something too. A lot of these people don't realize that you do have cartel members down there. And just as you previously stated, these cats are looking to find a quick lick. And a lot of these people are tech savvy. People want to say third world country, not realizing that they got the internet cafes and they can go and make profiles on these apps and they can lure somebody in. I'll send you a couple of new pics. You'll like what you see, get you to the spot. I'll, I'll come in your hotel room. I'll let you have a little bit. And then after that, I'm going to knock you off. I'm going to take your goods. I'm going to tap your pockets and I'm going to be out. Exactly. Exactly. Because, you know, they're going down to show off too, man. It's not, you know, um, they're going down to show off so they could get the best of the best. And the best of the best is almost the, sometimes the worst of the worst. You know, I've never been to Colombia, but I love to go to Colombia. Um, but you know, I've been to the Dominican Republic and, and other places, and yeah, you could just you could just tell that somebody who's who's desperate, you know, almost almost desperately trying to get you to go somewhere because you know they they want your money. You know, and if you you know, I was in a strip club in the Dominican Republic, and you could just look around and you could tell, you know who the foreigners are, you know, and <laughs> unfortunately, I could see a bunch of them getting, uh, getting taken advantage of, you know, for, and, you know, like where I'm from, um, 
you know, um, we've been going down to the Dominican Republic for years. Even my, my uncle, you know, was going to the Dominican Republic in the in the in the 80s. My grandfather, I think my grandfather had kids by had kids by women in the Dominican Republic. So this whole movement is a movement that's that's been, you know, started a long time ago. But they just came up with a term now. The the new age people just finding out about it, so they want to give it a give it a little bit of lingo called the passport bros. Well, now the passport bros get knocked off, right? So and you you kind of see the movement. It used to be on TikTok a lot, you know, and now I don't even see those guys on TikTok calling themselves the passport bros anymore. And um, actually, somebody trademarked the name passport bros. Um, so I think that's why they kind of stopped using it a little bit. Yeah, I can believe that because the way the movement started, just as you was uh, previously saying, we all know people that used to travel back in the day and they just never had a term for it. Guys normally just kept it quiet. They would take a trip with a couple of the homies. They go down for maybe a week, maybe two, come back. And it's like the Vegas saying, what happens on the trip stays on the trip. But I think there's a disconnect as far as people moving a certain type of way. Because as you was just saying, like, once you put a title to it, it makes everybody want to jump on the bandwagon. You had the guy named Austin Holloman. This dude got ran up out of Brazil because the way he was moving. He actually wanted to be the face of the passport bro movement. <laughs> well, now he's the face of it, but he can never go back to Brazil because he's facing a, a arrest if he goes back. He's actually facing a couple of lawsuits. And that's because he's taking um, American values and American talking points as far as the type of women that he want to deal with down there. Now, he didn't have any problem when he went to Thailand, but watching a few of his videos, I noticed how he toned everything down. But yeah. he's going down there and he's on video. Hey, so I'm trying to see if Brazilian women like bad boys or if they only mess with drug dealers this, that, and the third. Like, why would you even go down there talking like that in the first place? You're setting yourself up for a bad time. Now, Brazil, depending on where you go, you do have a measure of safety. But that measure of safety is not going to be large in comparison depending on how you move. Yeah, I, I, I saw that clown, man. <laughs> as soon as I saw the thing saying that he got he got ran out of Brazil, I thought that was so funny. Um, I laughed at it. Yeah, I, I did see a couple of videos of him, and and it just it just goes to show that one one bad apple, man. You know, um, spoils the whole the whole bunch. So is is you know because a lot of Europeans actually, you know, from uh, uh, London and places like that, they go to Brazil they're for the same thing, but it's not uh, spoken about. So you get these these young clowns uh, from America that goes and just blows the whole thing out of proportion, and you know have, have people looking at at. Uh, you know the uh, people now with side eye that that's been doing it for years. So, you know, he just messed the whole thing. I just, I'm just happy that he could never go back there again. Yeah, there was a white guy on YouTube, and he made a video, and he was speaking about the passport bros, but he made it specific references to Thailand. Now, you know me in Thailand, we got a very special relationship. Been mm -hmm. there plenty of times. That's where I met my wife, but. Mm -hmm. What the guy was saying in the video, and he was speaking directly in, in like a response or or rebuttal to Austin Holloman. He said, "You you guys are coming down here, and you're making a spectacle of what guys were doing for years and doing it quietly. But now you want to come down, you want to record everything, you want to make videos, and you want to make yourself the face of a movement when you don't even know what the term sensad means. Sensad is basically a dowry in Thailand culture." You speak to the father and the mother, and the sensab would be the equivalent of what the dowry is. When I spoke oh, to my okay. in-laws, I had to do sensab, and me and my father-in-law discussed the quote-unquote price for his daughter. Mm -hmm. And the guy in the video was making a reference to it. He's like, a lot of y'all are coming down here, and it's, and it's okay to come and be a sex tourist, but understand 
there's a certain way that you go about doing things here as far as how the culture goes. You need to know cultural norms. You need to know cultural taboos. You need to be polite and just be respectful of what the culture is. And I'm not saying that the guys that had these issues down in Columbia were not being respectful. But as you stated, the desperation comes off and it's clear to see. You you mm-hmm. can cut it with a butter knife. And and females are the same all around the world. People get it misconstrued with that also. They're the same all around the world. It's just that you may have a better pool to pick a wife from. But if you're just going down to have a good time and be debaucherous, you got to be careful how you do it. Yeah, you, let's say it's been done for years, man. You just you just got to go down and have a, have a good time and not disrespect the people's culture, be discreet and stuff like that. But, these, you know, these guys just going down and, and just blew everything out of the water. And, you know, and, you know, with that, they, they calling out, oh, you know, black women, this, black women, that. You don't even have to do all that, you know. Men ain't going over there because they're tired of black women. Men are going over there because they want to have a good time and, you know, enjoy themselves and, you know, relieve a little bit of stress and then and then come on back home and everything is back to normal, you know. But the the, the, the whole movement with these guys and now it's, it's just backfiring on them. Um, I mean, it's sad to say that, that, that these guys got killed, but you, they kind of done it to themselves. Yeah, I co-signed that statement because... You got the 159-year-old guy from Tennessee. You, I don't think he traveled extensively, like I said, as much as me and you have. I don't think he's been to a diverse amount of countries to where he can learn these things. Yeah. I mean, just basic common knowledge. Hey, learn some basic phrases so at least you don't stick out as much. But you're going to stick out anyway. And mm-hmm. knowing that you're going to stick out, hey, don't put the chains on. Don't have the watches on. Take a low amount of money with you. You already know that the conversion rate, your American dollar is going to go further. So instead of going out here for $500, you can have $100 and still have that same amount of a good time monetarily as far as eating and drinking. And I don't think these guys were going down there generally to find a wife, but it is possible. But if you're going to go down there just to have a good time, these guys got to know how to move. Now, I got a question for you. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, as far as mingling with the locals, you had already mentioned that you got to be careful because there are some people down there that don't have it as good as you. So they are going to want something from you. What would you suggest to somebody that hasn't been anywhere that hasn't been to any other country? What would you suggest that they take into consideration before even trying to go somewhere? Like, what would you suggest that they start with first? Well, I mean, the the Internet is the first off. Is the first thing because if you you know if you you go and you Google, uh, let's say Colombia right now, right? Um, it give you it gives you it gives you a, a, a idea of what's going on there, you know, and whether you whether you should go or you shouldn't go, you know, just like people going to Jamaica. The first thing that they'll they'll Google, they'll Google is crime in 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 Jamaica. Right. And then right. you go you, you go based off of that. So it kind of gives you an idea of where to go and where not to go when you go to a country, um, you know, because I, I did I did a piece on Jamaica before. But just, you know, I, I didn't um, I didn't know. So I kind of did a little research and it said crime in Jamaica. So that then what popped up was that, you know, your best bet is staying like at a Sandals resort where you don't have to go off the compound because the crime is so bad right but if right. you if you if you kind of if you kind of have people that has been there right then they'll tell you well the crime is locally is not tourist or nothing like that so you can venture off to the compound up the compounds in 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 this this area that area or or wherever and then you you kind of you kind of talk to the hotel staff also um for where you're staying and you talk to more than one person because sometimes you talk to one person, they'll try to set you up too. But you talk to more than one person, and you kind of get an idea of, you know, what's good, what's bad, and, and or, or indifferent. So, um, we're saying all that to say, just start with the internet. We have the information on the internet. Start right there, and then you could you could go from there. Right. The first thing that I did before I actually made my first trip 
And Japan was my first real trip to where I was by myself and I was out amongst the people. First thing I did was uh, go to statedepartment.gov and I checked for travel warnings. And that's something I did before I made any type of trip. I would check for travel warnings. Now, Colombia has a travel warning issue because there's been uh, 25 people in 2023 that have lost their lives down there. That's the first thing that I would suggest. And as you stated, you got the Internet. Go online, mm-hmm. start looking up stuff, this, that, and the third. But I would suggest that they start with the uh, statedepartment.gov and Google travel advisories for whatever country they're trying to go to. Yeah, because uh, this, yeah, you, you, and you're so correct because the State Department actually put out these warnings uh, about different countries um, that have a lot of crime and, and stuff like that. And, you know, for women, you know, a, a lot of it's rape too. You know, women who, who uh, travel by themselves and stuff like that. Even women that travel with a boyfriend, sometimes they may want to run to a store or something like that, and they, they end up getting taken taken an, uh, advantage of. So, um, yeah, so you just go on and you, and you Google it, and, and the information comes up automatically. So it's not like in the 1980s where you you just kind of take a chance and and go. No, you, you, you Google the stuff and the information comes up and, and you start there. So, yeah, my, my suggestion would be to, you know, for, for these guys to kind of just tone it back a little bit, man. Just just tone it back. And, you know, if you go to a country, don't don't be desperate. Don't download no app or nothing like that. You could go to, uh, you know, the local spots and stuff like that or... You know, even even in the hotels, you can meet people, you know, don't go down there desperate for sex because, you know, you know, sometimes when a when a man get horny is like he he, is like a deer in a rut. You know, you just run across the street. (laughs) You don't give a damn what's coming. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of times people don't take into account the fact that these different countries and the different cultures, you're in a new spot. You're always going to turn your head. Your head's going to stay on the swivel. So I suggest people start stretching out first before they go. That way Mm -hmm. it's not going to come as a total shock. Because when I was in Japan, I made sure that, number one, I was polite, but but, but I did my research first. I wanted to go to Osaka. I wanted to go to Tokyo and be a tourist. And I was able to do everything I wanted to do. And it just so happens, just like you said, talk to a couple people in the hotel and... From there, you can get an idea. You got to compare or contrast. I don't think it's a problem asking the same one particular question to five different people. If most of the answers kind of sync up, then you already have an understanding like, okay, this is probably the correct information. This is probably good information, whether it's useful or not. But at least there you can start making a determination as far as what to believe as far as, okay, I wanted to ask about a good restaurant. I asked five people. Three people said the same restaurant. Okay, it should be okay for me to go to this restaurant. Oh yeah, exactly. So, and let me ask you: of all the places that you've been, you know, where's where's uh, the safest place that you think is a place that where you know a guy could go and you know meet women and and just have a good time? Well, I'd actually have to offer two places for that. I had a really good time in the Philippines, but. That caveat to that conversation is that I had a buddy that used to live in Cali and I linked mm-hmm. up with him and he took me around and he showed me around and he introduced me to some people. So the next couple of trips I made to the Philippines, I, I actually had made a little network down there to where I had people I couldn't completely trust. I couldn't completely feel comfortable around, but mm-hmm. I had enough of a good feeling that I was at peace in my mind, like, okay, I can go over here and I know I can get good food without too much of a hassle. I got told certain bars I shouldn't go to and I never went inside no bars, like not even to try to test the waters. Like, ah, my buddy's selling me wolf tickets, but I'm going to go in this bar that he said don't go into. I didn't do any of that. I listened to what he said, but I've also did my own amount of research to where, okay, he recommended that I go to these three go-go bars. Well, I researched two more I checked like six, seven different websites. Okay, so these spots are okay to go to. I shouldn't have too much hassle. 
and I actually did have a good time down there. My other go-to would be Thailand. But I have yeah. been there so many times, and I made so many connections down there. There, I feel the most comfortable, but I still have to keep my head on the swivel for just in case. Because although I made connections down there and I got a network, there's still maybe one or two people that you may not know about. And they won't mention these particular people to you because they don't want you getting tangled up with them. So with that being said, you still got to be aware of your surroundings. You still got to be aware of the people that surround you. Because I uh, had a situation when I was in the Philippines. I had a trucker wallet, so I had a chain on it. I used to wear mm-hmm. shorts that had zippers. And outside mm-hmm. of one of the clubs that I frequented, the, the club was fine. It's just that they had people that were panhandling outside of the club. And somebody trained a couple little kids to try to tap your pockets. Well, the kid didn't realize I had a chain on my wallet. But me having that chain on my wallet, even though I turned my head for just a split second, I was still able to avert a catastrophe as far as me losing what I had in my wallet at that time. But me being who I am, I had already took everything. I made sure I got a room at the hotel that had a safe. I put the major things in my safe. I only took a couple dollars out with me. And when that money was done, I was done. This way, number one, I wouldn't overspend. But number two, if somebody took anything of the little bit of money I had, it wasn't enough for me to miss to where I'm like, man, I got to call and try and get some people to cash out me money because now I'm stuck out here. So for me, the Philippines and Thailand, because I felt the most comfortable there. Also, too, people should take into account, like I said, try to learn at least enough phrases so you can eat, drink and not get beat up. This way you don't yeah. offend anybody. So, you know, certain things that you can say, certain things that you can't say. I can't yeah. be in the Philippines talking about Floyd Mayweather, knowing that he had lost to Pacquiao, uh, knowing that Pacquiao had lost to him the last time I had went on a trip. So it's little things like that. And that seems small, but the Philippine people, they they love Manny Pacquiao. And I get it. That's like a hometown hero for them. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, in that same vein, then where would you recommend somebody to go to have a good time? Well, I haven't been to Thailand or or Japan, but I I say the the Dominican Republic you could have a good time, and um, even also Puerto Rico you could go in and have a good time. So you just be you just be discreet. Um, in the Dominican Republic, I was I would I would uh, kind of stay in Punta Cana a little bit. I've been I've been to the capital, um, but it's a little bit more risky in the capital and. Um, uh, so you have more decent people, in my opinion, in kind of uh, Punta Cana, um, and you can even rent like apartments for not too expensive, a little bit outside of Punta Cana, um, also. But yeah, in my experience, the Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico is, is pretty pretty decent. So you said you just have to be mindful because anywhere in the world you go, because you know even just now I'm looking at Thailand. Um, a couple of tourists got killed and, and you know, um, some young lady got raped, but it's not as bad as, say, Colombia and, and stuff like that. So, Because there's crime in every country and people really need to understand how that works. Like I said, you can stick out like a sore thumb. So it's easy for people to target you for scams. One mm-hmm. scam I learned about that I didn't get taken advantage by was that um, you would go to the beach and uh, patio and you could rent the jet skis. They had a couple of people out there where they were renting you jet skis, but the jet skis would have problems. Then you would take it back after you had a problem. And the people that would rent you out the jet skis would call the police and try to extort you basically to get money for something that they know they given you was already damaged and broken. And they would mm-hmm. try to make it seem like it was your fault. You can always fall prey to scams and it's easier because you have a lot of foreigners, not so much the people coming from Europe and England because they have been going for years and they already know what the get down is. But you had a lot of people that's like their first overseas trip and they're over there, bright eyed, bushy tail, nose wide open, and they don't understand how certain things work. Yeah. And a, a lot of it, a lot of it, it's so funny because a lot of it's like people that want to kind of show off, you know, and yes. they don't, they don't stop and ask questions. They don't, they're not courteous to other people, or, you, you know, you know what I'm saying? Because some of those people that you see there been going for years, 
and it don't hurt to ask the question, you know, hey, have, you, know, you know, how many times have you been here? Uh, you know, what are some of the things that I should look out for and stuff like that? So um, I have this friend that I talk to on Facebook from time to time. Uh, her name is Vida, Vida, uh, and she goes to Thailand. So she goes to Thailand and she stayed three, she stays uh, three months at a time. And she, you know, she's from Russia. Um, and she goes over there. She said, that's her second home. She loves it over there. Um, so I think also that, you know, just, just from her view and some of the things that she, cause she's done some like live videos and stuff like that. And she sent me videos. Um, um, I think that's an, another safe place that you could go based on her, uh, uh, perspective. So. Got a lot of love for, for Thailand. I haven't had any bad experiences there. Yeah. Traveling solo. And it was always me trying to stay on my toes. I made sure before I left, I didn't have anything crazy on my social media. And in case I met someone and they're like, oh, let me have your IG, something of that nature. Oh, well, like add me on Facebook and we can DM and we can uh, talk to each other, things like that. I made sure I never had anything crazy up there. I'm not spreading out money, doing money, phones, anything like that. I always made people believe that I was broke when I got there. I'm not trying to let you know yeah, that yeah. I had X amount of money. I want you to think that at any given point I'm broke and I got to sit outside and I got to beg for money like some of the locals. We call it being a cheap. Yeah, yeah we call it being a cheap Charlie. Like if you do meet somebody mm -hmm. down there and y'all go out, don't buy out the bar. Don't get ridiculously crazy bottles because in Thailand they got the uh, Grey Goose bottles to where they have a device that looks similar to a catapult. And that's the only way that you can pour it because you're, you can lift it up with two hands, but you're not going to pour a shot with, with that bottle uh, at, like at that size. You're not going to okay. do it. Okay. But you have guys in there and they're buying that bottle and they got the little catapult contraption and they're making a spectacle. They're making a display. And you yeah. have people that go to the club and they go to hang out. You got people that go to meet people. And then you do have the unsavory de deplorables that go to try to catch a lick. And it's easy to do. If you're not keeping aware as far as, hey, I'm not going to drink too much. If somebody offers me, say, if somebody tries to pass me a blunt, like smoke it. I don't know if it's laced or not. I don't know you well enough to even exactly. try and think of putting this to my lips. You might have something in here. Exactly. Something that I found out was that, um, and this is what I found out when I was in the Philippines, my man Pasquale was the one that put me onto it. He said, sometimes you'll have foreigners that'll buy you drinks. Tell them to get you a bottle that's not open because they'll get you a bottle. Sometimes they work with some of the local people. They'll put stuff in the drink. You'll mm -hmm. be on your way back to the room. You'll pass out. The next thing you know, they tap your pockets and now you're lighting the pocket. Your ID is gone, passport may be gone, whatever the case may be. People need to understand, hey, we need to be aware of where we are and be mindful of that so we don't fall prey to any type of things like that. Not saying that it happens everywhere, but there's crime in every country. And people need to keep that in mind. You got people that are looking for quick come ups and the quickest come up is somebody that you don't have to worry about seeing for more than like a week, two weeks at a time. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, ironically, I was I was listening to a Reddit story. Uh, actually today and it, the guy said you know he was out at a bar and you know he wanted to get with his girl and uh, she had on a, a you know a red wig or something like that um, so he kind of just pretended that he was drunk trying to get with her you know so she would take him home and take advantage of him but um, he said then you know she went stopped at the liquor store got him you know more alcohol to try to get him more drunk but he said as he was sipping the alcohol, he drunk all of his apple juice. So he was spitting the alcohol back into the apple juice bottle. And when it got to the house, he just knew something was off. So he went to the bathroom, washed his face, drunk some more water to kind of, he wasn't drunk, but he had a buzz. Um, and he heard, you know, on, you know, somebody speaking. And, you know, he said he kind of made out where she was saying, you know, he's, he's drunk as hell right now. Um, and then she, you know, he would exit the bathroom and she asked him to come in the bedroom, you know, on the way back to the bedroom, he said, well, let me go to the bathroom again. And then he heard like a guy's voice. 
So he said, you know, at that point, I knew that something was off, like she was planning to rob me or do something to me, you know, back in the bedroom. So most likely they probably had somebody back in the bedroom waiting for him to come in and whether they, you know, going to hurt him or, or rob him. So he said he jumped out the bathroom window and he hauled ass, you know. And so it's just being aware of your surroundings, man. You have to be aware of your surroundings. Don't go nowhere and get pissy drunk. If, you know, these women offer you something to drink, you politely decline. If, if it's if it's already open and you don't see the bartender pour that drink, don't don't drink it. Just politely decline it or even, you know, you could accidentally just spill the drink and and get another one. So there's many ways to kind of get around some of the things that happen to some of these people, but they just have to pay attention. I mean, no, no amount, no... Uh, women's pussy is worth a man's life, in my opinion. You know, no amount of pussy is worth a man's life. So why why risk it? Especially if you haven't been there. You know, take somebody with you. You know, if you're going in the bedroom to to hit, then I mean, in your hotel room to hit, then you have somebody with you that can stand outside the room. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Or you or you get an adjoining room and stuff like that. So if you have multiple women come over. And you just switch rooms. You know what I mean? Just switch rooms. And you're in, you're in 211 and your boy's in 212. Then if you have multiple women come, one night you're in room 212 and one next night you're in room 211. And they don't know, so they can't come back and try to rob you. You know? So it's just little things that you could do to, to prevent getting robbed, getting hurt, or getting killed. Yeah, I wholeheartedly believe that and the thing about that is, too, if you're not savvy enough to travel by yourself, it's okay to go in a group. And just like you stated, hey, one night you got the guy that's acting like a designated driver, like, all right, we're going to drink. You chill and just keep your eyes open. Now, I have been fortunate enough that I was always kept my wits about me as far as anything I did, because even in Japan and Japan, you the, the first thing you think about is that there's way less crime as compared to maybe a Colombia, a Mexico, or some of these other countries. But even still, you still need to be careful because you're a foreigner. They know you're not staying there. They can tell by how you speak and how you interact with other people there. And they'll keep that in mind as far as, okay, this dude might live out here because his Japanese accent is off, but he's fluent. So be careful what you say around them, because a lot of times they'll talk about what they're going to do in front of you if you're not paying it, if if uh, you don't pay enough attention. Not everybody's fortunate enough like me and you to where we can speak and understand Spanish as well as we do. The average person wouldn't think that somebody like me or you would would even be as conversationally fluent as as uh, we are. So I wouldn't have too much of a fear to go somewhere like Colombia, but that's not a place that I would go and mess around at because they do have a reputation. You do have cartel members down there. You do have people that may try to ransom you off. That country has had off and on turmoil for years. Mm -hmm. And people don't think enough to maybe even try to look into the past like, okay, past 10 years, this has been going on here. This has been going on here and this has been going on here. So maybe I should either A, plan accordingly or B, just pick somewhere else to go. But I would actually suggest that people try to learn certain phrases of a language. YouTube is free. You might have to watch the commercials, but YouTube is free. Pick up a couple of uh, language videos. Learn as much as you can. You had mentioned Reddit. Reddit is another good place. You got to take the information with a grain of salt, depending on what page you're on. But I do yeah. think that Reddit <laughs> offers a good dose of information as far as places you can go, things to look out for you also mentioned Facebook. Facebook, they have travel groups that specifically go to certain places. I know on Facebook, I had joined a group before I went to Thailand called Patia Addicts. This is mm -hmm. a Facebook group of guys from all over the world, and they exclusively go just to the city of Patia. And this is where they party and chill and they eat at, and this is where they hang out at. I got information on certain beaches I can go to. I got information on restaurants I should go to. I got information about the scam with the jet skis. Yeah. 
and there's actually a few guys that's in that Facebook group to where they own bars and they specifically say that when you come down here, if you want little to no trouble, come and frequent my bar. My bar partakes in whatever the bar partakes in, but you have a way smaller chance of getting caught up in something crazy. I had met a guy named Andy. Andy was from England. I had told him I was on my way. I got there. I linked up with him. I went to his bar. I chilled. He had one of those bars where you can go in and partake. I went in. I partook. We chilled. We had a couple of drinks. He's like, all right, just make sure that you be aware that tomorrow is Big Buddha Day. There's no alcohol going to be served. So you can probably just chill in the hotel room that night. So he said, go and have fun and then rest up. And this is just the information that you get if you can get in, in some of these Facebook groups to where they actually look out for people because they've already compiled a bunch of information and they're putting it out there for you to use as far as trying to stay as safe as you possibly can. It's not 100 percent, but it's way better than going over there with no knowledge and no information. Yeah, exactly. And and this warning goes out to even females because, you know, I, this female met a uh, this lady out of Texas, she met a man down in Mexico and went down to Mexico. And, you know, next thing you know, they found her body washed up and all her organs were gone. You know, she was, they, they basically, she got down there and they basically harvested her. So um, the one is, is not just for men, it's for, it's for women also. Just be careful when you go to these places and, you know, you, you link up with people. Because it could turn out to be, you know, uh, disastrous for you, and you know, and your family have to left, uh, have been left to pick up the pieces. So, yeah, just just be careful, man. Um, I'm all for people going out and and having good fun, but like you said, anywhere you go in the world, it's crime, and it's it's problems. So you you just have to 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 be aware. Right. So, even even right here in America, you know, I, I was watching this lady on TikTok and, you know, they were bragging about how they, they, they robbed this guy on, you know, by being in his phone and, and, and stealing his cash app money and sending it to themselves, you know, um, just by him thinking that he was going to get some some uh, some butt or whatever. And, you know, he, he let the girl have his phone and he was just, you know, willy nilly. And she ended up robbing the five thousand dollars that he had in the in his cash up account, and I think he had like three thousand uh, three thousand in his Chime account, and she took that too. So, um, <laughs> is is almost like anywhere you go, you just have to be mindful. Um, you know, I mean, it's, it's sad to say because ninety eight percent of the time when this stuff happens, it's a woman involved in it. You know, when a guy got, gets robbed or or beat up or, or, or killed or murdered, you know, because he's chasing tail. So. Right. Now, with that being said, was there any place that you ever traveled to where you didn't quite feel as safe as maybe one of your favorite places to, to go? No, not really. Um, not really. I always, I always tend to if I feel a kind of vibe, I would move on. Um, I would just just kind of exit. But no, I've never been anywhere that I felt like unsafe. Um, I just felt the vibe was off, and I just kind of moved, but not really unsafe. So. Okay. Because I'd have to say for me myself, uh, when I went to China, mm -hmm. I. Wasn't quite at ease when I was in Hong Kong, although I did meet some people that used to at least live in the States and they started mm -hmm. businesses back over there. When I went into mainland China, when I was in Beijing, I had a female I was dealing with at that particular moment and she invited me for uh, Chinese New Year to go and visit her family. She showed me a good time and everything was straight. But I did have a couple of instances where I felt something was off. And I do know that in China, they don't publicize it as much, but they do have a certain amount of foreigners that go visit that area. And they have had some issues with organ harvesting. And I had already done that type of research be before I went. So when I met certain members of her family, I was, of course, I was civil and cool and cordial with everything. But at the same time, I still just wanted to make sure. And 
I saw it on the movie Coyote Ugly. You know how you had mentioned the one guy was drinking, but he uh, had the apple juice and he was, I guess, acting like he was chasing it. But that's where he's spitting the liquor. That's the same type of thing that I did. But I yeah. try to do it as quickly as I possibly could, because sometimes if some people do put things in your drink and ladies, I want y'all to understand men put stuff in y'all drinks and we get that. But you got women that put stuff in men drinks, too. It mainly doesn't happen here in the U.S., although it does happen here on an occasional basis. But when you're overseas, that tends to happen more often than you might actually believe it. But sometimes when they mix stuff in your drink, it'll numb your tongue. And sometimes it's quick. Sometimes it's not. So as quick as I would act like I was taking a shot or whatever we were drinking, I'd be quick enough to spit it back in the bottle. And then just like you said, oh, I'll just kick it over real quick. All right, bet I'll get another one. Oh, what's wrong? Oh, man, my hands are cold. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's just there's a certain way that you could play it off. I did have a good time when I was in China, but I was more on edge there than any other place that I had been to. Because I had a good time in, Am in Amsterdam. I had a great time in Germany. Mm -hmm. I had a great time in England. And the English guys was trying to get me to drink with them. And Lord knows I ain't drinking with them soccer hooligans. Not doing that. Because the way they drink Guinness, man, them dudes is, them dudes is something serious, man. I had, I, I had to get them their props. Because the way they drink, as opposed to the way we drink, totally different. But these are things that people need to realize before they step out the box and they make some of these trips. Yeah. Now, the Columbia thing is sad, and you hate to see it happen. Because... One thing that you pointed out was that when you read the article, they had mentioned a, a lot of these were upscale hotels. Mm -hmm. These are going to be hotbeds of areas to where, and I'll give you an example. When I uh, was in Dubai, I always stayed at the same Holiday Inn Express. I normally got a room on the first floor, all of that. And you would go into the hotel, like you would go into the lounge, you could order food and drinks and you would have women that was coming off of the blade go in there to have drinks. They're, they're going in there to pick up Johns. Yeah. And more often than not, they wouldn't want to stay in that hotel, which I found to be odd. Like, all right, bet I'm trying to get a quick trick. You're going to give me uh 200 Durham. Let's just go to your room. I'll knock this out in less than 10 minutes. And then I can go ahead and find the next lick. I, I actually seen a couple of Americans because Americans would frequent this hotel. Cause it was close to terminal two. Plus they had a shuttle. So you could get, from the airport to the hotel and get back from the hotel to the airport rather quickly. Normally less okay. than 20 minutes. But I seen okay. a couple of guys leave a perfectly good hotel where they had a room at, where they had security at, where the Holiday Inn staff check ID before you bring somebody to the room. And I seen people leave the hotel. And I don't know. Uh, I've seen a couple of those guys come back. I seen one guy. I hadn't seen him for three days. I seen him <laughs> on the third day before I was flying back to the states I'm like hey man you good i ain't seen you in a couple of days yeah i just went over here this that and the third i'm like all right bet but even in a place like dubai you would normally not think dubai as being a crime written infested place like maybe some of the places we have here or maybe some places in some of these other countries but there is a crime contingent in dubai too yeah yeah I, I actually had a guy that i used to work with he had went out to a bar one night got drunk the bar he went to was a hotel that I always stayed at. It's called the York Hotel. The York Hotel will not allow you to bring women of the night to your room. You could never bring them in there. And that's because they knew certain things may take place. So mm. to keep the reputation of the hotel high, you can meet them in there. But, you're, but you'll be on your own if you leave with them. They can't guarantee your security once you leave those doors. And the York Hotel was known as one of the, like, coolest night spots for like Americans anyway because they had like uh, they had five levels of clubs in the hotel. It's a very oh, okay. large hotel and okay. if you, like if you like hip hop that's the second floor if you like old school R&B that's the third floor. If you like techno that's the fourth floor. They had a floor for everything and oh, you had okay. certain women of the night that would frequent certain floors like if you want Russian that's in the techno floor. Like if you want African for wherever you would get a couple Filipinos, a couple Chinese females, that'd, mm -hmm. that'd be in the hip hop floor. They mm -hmm. actually had everything kind of divvied up. And I don't know, I guess they had some type of unwritten thing to where they each had their own territory. Long story short, they would guarantee your safety as long as you were in the hotel, but they would not allow you to bring them up to the room because they didn't want to take part in any of the shenanigans that may ensue. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. So I would normally stay at that hotel. Yeah, I could talk to you. We could kick it, but I can't take you to my room and I ain't got to worry. So I just kept it like that. But you do have some hotels where they ensure this. Uh, The Noble Gold Hotel in Patia, that was another hotel. Every time I went, I stayed at the same hotel. And I like this hotel because they checked ID. With the uh, LGBT community, Thailand is very, very open as far as their transgenders. Mm-hmm. And they would check ID and let you know you might not be able to tell that this is not a natural woman, but they're gonna check and let you know because they're not coming in there unless they show an ID. Yeah, okay. And okay. they did that as a as a protective measure, as opposed to the Philippines. There was a Navy guy went out one night. He's on Fields Avenue, got drunk in high society, ended up going home with the transgender pre-op. He ended up waking up and killing his transgender. And now he's doing life in a Philippine prison. And these are other things that people need to keep in consideration also, depending on where you go. (laughs) Some, some people don't think about it like that. And outside of the country, the surgeries are more affordable for certain processes. Yeah. Sometimes they might not be full post-op. They might be almost done. They have everything done except for the uh, vaginal plastic. But you, yeah, but like there's certain measures in certain places that you go. Sometimes you can tell, sometimes you can't. Dubai, you don't have to worry about that. That's a that's a mainly Muslim country and they frown upon that and they their laws are their laws. Respect the laws in the country that you go to. Yeah, yeah. So there was, uh, is it Philippines where they call them boy girl or something like that? Lady boys. That's in Lady a lot boys. of different Asian countries. Uh, Cambodia, uh, Vietnam, Philippines, Thailand. I actually had a conversation with a uh, post-op lady at mm-hmm. the uh, B-bar that was across from the guy Andy's bar, the guy from Patio Addicts. And he told me, don't go to that bar because that's mostly where the lady boys are. And oh, I said, okay, cool, okay. but I have questions. So I actually sat down with one lady, said, hey, so you a lady boy? She's like, no, I'm a lady now. And I said, can I ask you some questions? She said, yeah. I said, all right, well, let me buy you a drink. And we sat there and we talked. And that's when I got the real lowdown about how at least how some of the uh, Asian countries work. Most Asian mm-hmm. countries are more free outside of Malaysia and I believe Myanmar. Oh, OK. And okay. I guess China will probably be a strong third for that, too. Yeah. But she was explaining to me, I got this surgery, that surgery, this surgery, that surgery. And thinking about it here in the U.S., a, a comparable surgery for that type of procedure is going to run you maybe close to sixty, seventy thousand dollars Whereas in Thailand, you get you a sponsor and you can probably get it done for like less than half the price. Okay. And when I talked to Shorty, Shorty had her vocal cords trimmed to get rid of the bass in the voice, had the dimples put in the lower small of the back, had the full <laughs> vaginal plasty, so that was full post-op. Mm. And I asked, and she's like, you want to touch it in tech? I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm just asking questions. <laughs> But I was asking these questions coming off of the fact that that soldier that was at the airfield in Angeles and and the Philippines had recently got arrested for killing a lady boy. Philippines, Mm. they it's it's more costly for that type of surgery. So it should be easier to tell. But sometimes the liquor hits. Somebody gives you some weed. Sometimes you can't tell. You go do whatever. You're not paying attention. You're blacked out drunk. You wake up. This is some of the things that people try to guard against, too. So this is something I think people that travel, the passport bros that are still with the movement, y'all got to be careful of stuff like this. Now, the lady I talked to that was at the B-bar, if you had a couple of drinks and didn't ask the questions I asked, you actually could have sex with this person and not even know. But this is the type of chances that you take when you go to some of these spots. Always good to be aware of where you are and the type of people that you may run into. Thailand is very free when it comes to to that. Malaysia, not so much. So people really still need to be careful of that, too, because just like you could lose a life, you could also inadvertently take one or take or take a life on purpose. And now you got to deal with their prison system and their judicial system, which nine times out of 10 is way more harsh than what we have in the States. I think people need to understand that, too. Yeah, I, I think even in, in Richmond, Richmond, Virginia, I actually had a guy that, you know, um, was on Instagram with this this particular person. And when he showed up, when they when he showed up and they uh, 
they kissed or whatever, whatever. And then the the, the person finally re- revealed that, hey, I'm I'm a trans uh, a transsexual or whatever. And you know the guy ended up killing um, killing that person. Wasn't um, that the football player? Because they had a football player at a college that had a similar type of incident. I don't know if he was a football player or what, but he he crushed their head. Oh, um, wow. Okay. Oh yeah, and you know he was found not guilty. He was he was actually found not guilty. I mean he got arrested and all that stuff, but um, right. he was he was found not guilty because of I think because of the whole deception thing, um, because you you can you just can't go do that to somebody and expect you know not to, not to have consequences when it comes to that stuff. So um, just be mindful of that. And like you said. You could end up you could end up in jail for for killing somebody, you know, because something like that that you know may happen to you, and then you wake up and you realize, oh, um, you may just snap. So yeah, be be mindful of that, man. So and then you know, hopefully in in twenty twenty four that came that <laughs> we won't. We won't see the same thing about, you know, these passport bros. And some of these guys are probably don't even know what the passport uh, bro movement is about. But they just go in to have a good time and end up in the wrong wrong place at, you know, at the wrong time. Um, and I think that the Chinese guy that got killed was uh, the valedictorian of his school or something. Wasn't he a comedian or something, too? Yeah, you know what? I think I still got the article pulled up. Give me one quick second because I have pulled it up. Okay, I don't have it pulled up, but give me a quick second. Uh, Let me grab this real quick. Okay, I got the article up. Uh, Give me one quick second, and I'll read that quick little excerpt. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay. um, Minnesota comedian Tugur Shung. A high school valedictorian was found dead on December, th- December 11, 2023, in a ravine after he had met a woman for a date. Zhang, who was 45 years old, was beaten to death with a blunt object. This dude was definitely set up. Yeah, I think for his, I think for his murder, though, they said that some people were arrested for his murder. Um, I think a teen was involved also. Uh, yeah, four people to include a minor were arrested and charged in his okay. murder. But okay. with the way that just as you had mentioned previously, like with the way that that works, the local murders don't sometimes they don't get solved. They have cold case files over there the same way that we do here, mm-hmm. the same way like a New York or L.A. or like a Miami has. They have the same thing over there, too. But their police forces work a lot differently than ours. Most of them don't have the tech that our police precincts have and you have to deal with that as it comes as far as where you are. And yeah, he's lucky that that one got solved and there's people that got arrested, but for the other gentlemen that sent the article, they weren't so lucky. Yeah. Well, but, but you also, you got to understand though, they probably looking at it like, wait, a Chinese man got killed. And that's, you know, that's kind of rare. So that's going to bring a lot of heat and bring a lot of attention, but not knowing that that Chinese man was from, was an American that you, you know what I'm saying? So with certain things and certain nationalities that pour pour a lot more resources and uh, efforts into, and some of them they may not. So exactly, you know, you find a black guy and a young black guy in a ditch over there. They're thinking, "Oh, passport bro, he look he look fucky fucky, passport bro, look fucky fucky," and 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 that's it. You know, they don't put the effort into it. But a Chinese man getting killed now is is a, is a total different uh, scenario, which is sad. But is is a reality of the situation. So, but when those when those you know people, uh, some of them are so poor that they 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 have uh, blinders on. The only thing they can see is money, and they're doing the same thing as some of these uh, guys over here are doing. They're going on and creating these fake profiles online, and they're setting people up. Exactly. You know? Uh, come to this hotel. Uh, somebody gonna pick you up, or you know, and then you go, and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, what, what what's going on here? You know, hey, g- give me all your money, give me your watch, give me this, give me that. 
okay, now we got to kill him because, you know, we, we left some, he might have some, uh, left some evidence somewhere. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's sad, but it's, it's reality. Exactly. So what I would also suggest for some of these guys, if you're listening and you haven't traveled yet, I would recommend using a verified site. The first time I went to the Philippines, I booked my hotel from uh, Travelocity. I looked at reviews. I looked at the price. I looked at the location. I also did research as far as um, whether some of these hotels had airport shuttles. Uh, that hotel I had got the first time I went to Angeles and the Philippines, my homeboy Pasquale picked me up. The second time I went, he wasn't able to come pick me up, but the hotel I had booked the room at, I had already booked the room, so they already had my transportation at the airport when I flew into Manila, so I didn't have to worry. I mean, I still had to worry a little bit, I'm not going to lie, but I felt a lot better off knowing that, okay, I have this information, this is the hotel, I have emails, I have a paper trail, I made sure I let my brother know, hey, I'm leaving, I'm going here this date. Um, then I should give you a call, let you know I'm okay, I made it in, things like that. But, hey, uh, TM, we're at the 61-minute mark. Um, go ahead and give your final thoughts and give your shout-outs there, sir. I want to shout-out to Kane and Collective, man. appreciate you having me on. Uh, I just want to say, man, if you, you go to these foreign countries, just, like I said, do your research first before you go anywhere, jump online, Um Look at the State Department information, you know, do your Google searches and and um, even, you know, uh, like Kane said, get on some of the Facebook groups and, and join these groups and kind of understand what's going on, because you will get a reality check from from uh, from some of them. Um, my suggestion is not to stop traveling. I think everybody should travel, have a good time. There's, there's plenty of women all over the world for men to go and see. Uh, it's plenty of men all over the world for women also to, to go and see if they want to have a good fun time and have a different experience. So with that said, uh, everybody have a good night. Uh, subscribe to Kane and, and Collective. Uh, subscribe to the, the Trash Mechanic. I haven't done one in a while, Kane. So uh, they got to. I keep telling you, man, but... come back, man. We miss you. Matter of fact, speaking of which, yo, bring back El Toro. Bring El Toro back. I'm I'm gonna talk to a plug. I'm gonna find somewhere local to where we can get the shirts done. It's gonna be a lot cheaper, and we can cut middlemen out. I actually linked up with a guy, and I'm gonna go check him out and listen to what he has to say. But bring back El Toro and bring back the pod. We miss your pod. Yeah. All right. Oh, also, man, just uh, uh, you can check out my uh, Shopify store. Uh, I got an online shop, Shopify store. It's, uh, it's uh, Finch store at Shopify.com. Uh, you check that out. I'll be I'll be uh, creating some more merch there uh, pretty soon. So, yeah. But, yeah, just give me a, a breast on the information, Kane. I'm glad to be on with you. Just hit me anytime, man, and, and, and we, could, uh, we could get on. So, all right? Okay, no problem. Um, text, text me the link to your Shopify and I'll include that in the description also. So they got a direct link to check your stuff out. So, so they can give your um, website a look. All right. All right. 10, four. I'll text that to you here shortly. All right. Um, same thing. Like uh, TM was saying, do your research first, make sure you let somebody know, Hey, I'm going here this date, this time I should be in. I should be able to send you a message or an email. Stay away from these dating apps. Check out the Facebook groups and things like that. It's little things like this that can keep you safe because safety is the name of the game. And please stay away from Brazil for a good little bit. Austin Holloman's name is still ringing in those streets. I've been in some of these Reddit groups and I've just been checking out posts. I've been keeping track of this guy, his YouTube channel. Just please be aware of that. If you guys want to go to Thailand, um, there's a guy named Uncle Richie, cool brother out of L.A., used to work in Hollywood. He was a director and producer. Check him out on YouTube. Zoom, the number two, Thailand. He's been over there for a good little bit. He's hosting events and things like that. Check him out. He doesn't know me like that, but check him out. He's a real good brother. He will give you the good information. Also, some of these Facebook groups, they have databases put together. People will tell you a different name or like I like to call it, they'll give you a club name 
but some of these Facebook groups, they'll, they'll actually have pictures of people that you need to stay away from. They'll let you know so-and-so's got a tattoo on her left eye from her knee up to her ass cheek. Stay away from the people that they tell you to stay away from. They're telling you for a particular purpose, and that's to keep you safe. Anybody else that you want to shut out there, man, before we go ahead and close out? No, that's it, man. If you could close it out. All right. Um, shout out to Mr. Collective. Shout out to TM. Thank you for coming on. It's been too long. I got to hit you up a little bit more. I got to get you back in the loop. Bring back El Toro and bring back the podcast, sir. Thank you. Shout out to Jay Weeks. If you're looking for a Nigerian prince, holler at the homeboy Dab down in Florida. Y'all will love him. Y'all will love him. Shout out to Dab. Uh, shout out to Rich League, the Set and Flow podcast. Uh, check out the Set and uh, Flow podcast. We're dropping episodes every Wednesday on YouTube. Set and Flow Pod, all one word, all spelled together. Check it out. Um, the first episode just dropped this past Wednesday. Clips are dropping on a regular TikTok. It's coming soon. Shout out to Q, Foway, Twin, uh, Free Famo, Lil Sean, CJ Savo, the one and only, DJ, the first lady, Devin, Goose Money, all my nieces, nephews, God kids, and all that. Uh, twin, Bands. Rogue, Trey's OG, Snow Angel, Devil Mama, Heather Mack, and of course the homeboy Breathe Easy. Y'all check out his lives. Breathe Easy, all caps, two words. Breathe Easy Live. Y'all check him out on YouTube also. That's all we got. Just really keep in mind, people, be cognizant of where you are. Be aware of what you're doing. My best advice I could give you, this ain't a suggestion. This is the best advice I could possibly tell you. No iPhones, get you a little burner phone, no earrings, no chains, no expensive watches. Look as look as much like a local as you possibly can. As best you can. Try your best to not stand out because you're already going to stand out. As soon as you start talking, it's going to be a wrap. You got to be careful. Other than that, that's all we got. Y'all be safe. Take care. Keep your heads on the swivel. The wolves is out. If you in the seven, stay warm. It's cold outside. That's all we got. Peace, peace. All right, peace.